today's podcast is brought to you by Spec Athletic, the sports flooring professionals. They're a member of the Icon Group, which is the industry leader in development and innovation of sports flooring. Just head to specathletic.com and by the CBD Healthcare Company. Check out their complete line of the CBD healthcare that you can trust. Former Reds and Yankees strength coach Matt Krause and former Major League pitcher Bronson Arroyo, who pitched over 400 games, are total believers in the CBD healthcare company products. Check them out at cbdhealthcare.com. I'm at the Hammer Strength Clinic at Spooky Nook Sports Champion Mill. It's a huge, unbelievable training center. It's in Hamilton, Ohio, of all places, and I'm here with Tommy Moffat, a longtime strength and conditioning coach. I believe he was the LSU Tigers for like 20, 23 years. Tommy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Thank you. This is pretty cool. Uh, you know, I, l- I listened to your lecture here today on on the total scope of, of the program that you ran with the Tigers down there at LSU. Uh, I think you won couple of national championships down yeah, there. I was First blessed. of all, welcome to the program, and oh, uh, glad you. to have you. you. I guess you came up from uh, Louisiana. Yeah, I flew in last night, got here about 12 o'clock. Wow. Yeah, quick turnaround. I'm leaving. I'll be leaving here about 3.30, 4 o'clock, flying back to Baton Rouge. So 20 quick 24-hour turnaround. But a great group of speakers here, and it's for Hammer Strength, a great equipment company, and uh, a lot of friends, a lot of longtime friends are here, so thank you for having me on. I wanted to talk to you about, first of all, you made me a little bit dizzy with all the stuff you were throwing on out there. Yeah. You threw a lot of stuff out there. but Yeah, great density today. <laughs> yeah. kind of like to talk to you about this uh, this heart rate monitor stuff that yeah. you did. You did a... You've, You've done a lot with those things, and uh, it was interesting to see how you tied it all together. Yeah, so I was introduced to heart rate monitors like 19, somewhere around 1987 or 1988. A gentleman, his name was Mike Cambray. He was a local track coach in New Orleans, and he had these polar heart rate monitors, and it was something new. This is before Windows. This was back during DOS, so b- oh, wow. prior to Windows. So we started using them on our football players, and you know, and I think that was a, so a little. I got bit by a little bug, you know, and was really interested in heart rate. So you know, we used them on and off throughout my career, and we still used polar heart rate telemetry technology until the day I ended my career at LSU and so our entire team wore heart rate monitors and we were able to get real-time information on the number of sprints the their max velocity the distance that they covered and heart rate live during the training session and so when you're training for sports whether you're training for speed or endurance or work capacity whatever you want to call it it's important that your athletes get the proper rest and so for years and years and years we've used time to determine how long we rest and the time theoretically is supposed to be correlated to a drop in heart rate so instead of 
using time, we took the guesswork out of that, and we looked at every player's heart rate in real time. And it was based on their max heart rate, and it was color-coded. So red meant that you were close to your maximum or at your maximum attainable heart rate, and it went all, all the way down to gray, and the gray color was your resting heart rate. And then there were colors of all, you know, along the spectrum throughout. Either me or one of my young interns or an athletic trainer had the XL laptop or iPad. So uh, we watched the player's heart rate in real time. And when we finished a drill, I would wait until the heart rate fell within the recovery zone we were looking for. And then we'd start the next rep. Somebody would point their finger at me and that meant go and we'd start the next rep. So... Yeah, we used heart rate to determine when we began the next rep versus time. That's the thing about how the how the profession has evolved over the years. Yes. Is that you're implementing and, and including real science into what you're you're doing. You're not yes. just, you know, hey, we're tough. Let's go line up. Let's roll. Right. You had a, a scientific basis to what yeah. you're doing. And there's a time to be tough. You know, there's a time to train that, but you can't do that every day and show consistent results over time. How many times a week, like when you were, you were the uh, LSU and uh, most recently with a, a national championship a couple of years ago, yeah. I forget the year. Did you like at the end of summer training have some sort of, oh, we're doing a conditioning test now, or is that kind of phased out and you're yeah. already, what you've been doing all throughout the year is prepping for the season. You yeah, don't need so to we, test. You're yeah, already ready. that's a great ready. question. So first off, no, we didn't do a conditioning test at the end of the summer. We actually did, I guess you could call it a conditioning test when the athletes came to us in June because, you know, the months of June and July were to get better, to get faster and more explosive. So if your team showed up out of shape, you couldn't do that. So our goal was to condition them during the months of May while they were at home on, by themselves. And so our players were supposed to show up to Baton Rouge and be in shape so that we could spend the months of June and July getting faster and more explosive and stronger, et cetera. So, but with heart rate telemetry technology, you can tell who's in shape and who's out of shape just by looking at the iPad during a workout because you can see who's recovering and at what rate they're recovering and who's not recovering. And it was easy. It wasn't black and white. It was red. So if the entire team is already recovered and they're in their 60 to 70% range zone, if they're in their zone two heart rate, heart rate range or zone one, and then you got another guy that's just 10% below, you know, he's at the 90th percentile of his max heart rate, you know he's not in shape or he's taking a central nervous system stimulant or he stayed up all night mm. or there's, he's dehydrated. So it was easy to tell the first workout that we did who's in shape and who's not in shape. The program that you described today for the Hammer Strength Clinic here in, in Hamilton, Ohio, it's just meticulous. And, and even if, when, when you go at this dynamic warm-up, can you talk about the dynamic warm-up? Yeah. That's something yeah. that for our uh, audience, 
you know, we've got a lot of high school and collegiate strength coaches that tune in. And I think this is something that well, you guys are minute detail. Yeah. So the primary purpose of the warm-up is to raise the core temperature, to improve the elasticity of the muscles, to activate the central nervous system for the goals that you want to achieve for that day. So we had a general warm-up that consisted of a little bit of jogging, and then we would do some dynamic mobility stuff. And then we went right into our plyometrics and our speed improvement drills, etc. So there wasn't any sitting around and limbering up or doing static stretches. That was all done prior to the coaching staff showing up. So if a player needed to stretch or felt the need to stretch or foam roll or do any of that type of stuff, that stuff was available to them. But once our workouts start, it was all performance-based to, to elicit a very dynamic, explosive neuromuscular response. And so it was mobility work in the beginning, you know, moving around, loosening the joint up, improving the range of motion through movement and not stretching, and then plyometrics, and then our speed improvement drills, and then right into the weight room to lift. As far as the uh, heart rate monitor, would you be able to tell, uh, you know, like say certain heart rate that you were looking for, or does it vary yeah. between the different sides of yeah. player? So, yeah, so there are target. So if you were doing extensive tempo or intensive tempo work, we would assign a heart rate range to that work. So with heart rate technology, you can dial in whatever heart, whatever intensity you want. So if we were doing, doing like extensive tempo work and we wanted it to, we wanted everybody to be in zone two, then we, we wouldn't let anyone's heart rate go above the zone two level. And if it did, we'd tell them to slow down. If the heart rate range was zone three, we had the iPad and it's real time. You know, it samples like three times per second or something like that. Yeah. So it's pretty accurate. So if somebody went above a prescribed heart rate zone, we'd tell them to stop and recover. Now, if a person could not recover and perform the work, we knew that he was either taking a central nervous system stimulant or he was dehydrated or he stayed up all night or he was out of shape. So we would prescribe additional work, you know, but I had an athletic and it makes your workouts a lot safer too yeah. because there's an athletic trainer there that would intervene if there were issues beyond the person just being out of shape. You know, I thought it was really informational how you've, you know, you talked about the, the workload where you know, it might be like 4,500 pounds. And then you found that as you increased the weight and lowered the rep range, talk about that if All you right, could. So, That's uh, interesting yeah, great stuff. question. So when you're prescribing workouts, you would think that if you did three sets of 10, let's pick a weight. My example today, three sets of 10 at 135, for a college football player would be considered an easy workout. But if you do the math, the total load, 30 times 135, the load is over 4,000 pounds. 
Whereas if you did four sets of three with 300 pounds, the total load is around 3,600 pounds. So you can lift a heavier weight and develop more strength by handling a heavier load than you can a light load. Volume is what fatigues you. So believe it or not, three sets of 10 at 135 pounds is gonna cause more stress than four sets of three at 300 pounds because of the total load of work that you do. And so people will write workouts and say, we're gonna do three sets of 10, we're gonna go light, and do three sets of 10 of all of this and our players are going to recover and then next week we'll go heavy again. But what you've actually done is designed a workout that is heavier than a heavier week of training would be because you're doing lower reps. That's interesting stuff, Coach. Uh, Once again, I'm talking to Coach Tommy Moffitt, a longtime coach for the LSU Tigers, uh, recently won a national championship a couple, two, three years ago. Even had Joe Burrow on Joe Burrow, baby. Joey B. Any stories for us on uh, Joe Burrow? Uh, you know, every I think every story about Joe has already been told. But, you know, Joe was a uh, was hard worker. Just like any great quarterback I've ever been around, they've been the, your hardest workers, the most organized, the best leaders, everything that you would think a guy like Joe Burrow would be. And Joe was a, um, a prototypical pro-style quarterback with the level his level of preparation and the amount of effort that he puts into planning his day is unparalleled it's un, i mean he is the best that i've ever been around coach uh, another thing i wanted to talk to you about is this you've got your tommy moffett program and yeah, your tommy right. moffett podcast yeah. and this is something that is going to yeah. interest our followers yeah. as well if you can tell us about yeah. your program and then the podcast and how we can yeah. get uh, tied in with that podcast yeah. and learn even more i mean the, the profession wants more and more yeah so we so after my time was up at lsu i wanted to stay engaged in the strength and conditioning community so we developed a remote coaching app for all sports at every level. It's called the Moffitt Method. It's a culmination of my 34 year coaching career for you know all sports. And we assign a remote coach to the school and we offer a 52 week year round training schedule. And it's delivered using Team Builder. So the athletes program is updated every Sunday. And no matter where the player goes, no matter the time of the year, they have access to our strength and conditioning program. And in addition to that, I host the Moffitt Method podcast every Wednesday. And you can find it on all of the different uh, podcasts. You know, Spotify. Yeah. Spotify, Apple, YouTube, yeah. Apple. It's on all of them. Well, excellent, Coach. Coach Tommy Moffat, a longtime strength and conditioning coach for the LSU Tigers, national championships. Uh, he's done it all. He's seen it all. And uh, he's trained some incredible athletes down there at LSU. I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable guys. You got, got tons of guys in the NFL. Uh, Tommy Moffat. Really extend a big thank you to you for uh, you. S- stopping by and, and giving us a chance to talk. And uh, let's, let's hope your uh, podcast can uh, get a few extra followers thank from you. listening thank in today. You. Yes, check us out every Wednesday.
every Wednesday. Will do. Thank you very much. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Spec Athletic, the sports flooring professionals. They're a member of the Icon Group, which is the industry leader in development and innovation of sports flooring. Just head to specathletic.com and buy the CBD Healthcare Company. Check out their complete line of the CBD Healthcare that you can trust. Former Reds and Yankees strength coach Matt Krause and former Major League pitcher Bronson Arroyo, who pitched over 400 games, are total believers in the CBD Healthcare Company products. Check them out at cbdhealthcare.com.